0: to this edition of the Thoracic Surgery Resident Association's podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for teaching purposes only and should not be applied directly to patient care. Hi, I'm Robert Van Herren, a cardiothoracic surgery resident at MD Anderson. Today, I'll be speaking with Dr. R. Vaportion regarding chest wall tumors. Dr. Vaportion is professor and chairman of the Department of Thoracic and Cardiovascular Surgery at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Thanks, Robert. It's great to be here. Thanks, Dr. Vaportion. We're going to start with a case presentation. This is a 68-year-old male who presents with a painful right chest wall mass. He has no significant past medical or surgical history. What are the key elements of history and physical exam? So one of the key
1: things is to get a sense of how fast this thing has been growing. Did it appear like overnight or over a couple of days? Has it been growing steadily over time? Has it always been there and only now got painful? Things like uh, other masses uh, clearly would be important as well, or instability, like pain when he coughs as opposed to just constant pain. As opposed to the history, uh, that's where you're gonna wanna ask about things like trauma, especially if he broke this area or had a fracture. Any other malignancies that he's had, that would be important too. And then uh, a history of radiation in this area. Uh, Say he got radiation as a child or something like that. And obviously family history. In terms of the physical exam, you're gonna wanna look at the size of the mass, whether it's fixed or mobile. Is it tender? Is it warm? Is there redness overlying? It's sort of the things that that
0: come with a standard physical exam. So his history was unremarkable. On exam, it revealed a large right-sided fixed mass at the costochondral angle. What is the next step in terms of imaging for this patient?
1: So our institution with really good bone radiologists and, and sarcoma docs, we, we would actually get a chest X-ray because sometimes these diagnoses can be made right off the plain film, you know, certain starburst patterns for osteos and destruction of the cortex, et cetera. Uh, but the real main one here is gonna be a CT scan. It's gonna be the workhorse for this. You might think of an MRI if it's up there closer to a pan coast or say if it's uh, a budding or pushing on the heart, PET scan, It's not as much because it really doesn't give you enough definition. You know, the the CT scan that accompanies a PET scan is just not as uh, refined uh, with a lot of motion artifacts since they're letting the patient breathe. So wouldn't go with a PET.
0: So a CT scan was obtained and revealed a five by four centimeter lobulated mass originating from the anterior lateral aspect of the fifth rib with destruction of the cortex. It appears to include the fourth rib as well. The overlying muscle and soft tissue do not seem to be involved, and it pushes the lung away into the pleural cavity. There is no evidence of metastatic disease or uh, lymph node involved. What would be the preferred method of obtaining tissue diagnosis?
1: So when you have good pathology support, you should be able to make this diagnosis on a core needle biopsy. At our institution, obviously, we do have good pathologic support, so a core needle would be our go-to method. If it's a small mass, like one to two centimeters, uh, you can actually consider an excisional biopsy. I mean, the only time you're going to be wrong is with a Ewing's, but even in that situation, an excisional biopsy is probably acceptable, especially if it hurts. Incisional biopsies I really think you should shy away from. Uh, The only time I think you could make an argument for an incisional biopsy is in a patient who obviously can't get surgery at their starting point. Maybe it's a massive tumor. It it clearly is gonna need induction therapy because it's already metastatic. Uh, Or if it's a patient who has so many comorbidities, there's just no way they can go straight to surgery. In that situation, I would think that an incisional biopsy should be made by the surgeon who's eventually gonna do the resection so they can plan the position of that incisional biopsy to coincide with the eventual approach they would use during resection.
0: Uh, chest wall tumors uh, come with a broad differential diagnosis, but can you briefly overview some of the more common uh, tumors for the audience? So yeah,
1: as you said, there's a lot of things that can present as a painful mass on the chest. The malignant ones popped to mind first, uh, chondros and osteos, obviously with bony involvement, but also plasma cytomas and Ewing's. These are the non-surgical chest wall masses, all right? So all of these need to be considered. Uh, In terms of benign, there's all sorts of fibrous dysplasia, chondromas, osteochondromas, desmoids, lipomas. A lot of these things can be diagnosed just based on the imaging criteria. A lot of them usually are slower growing and a lot of them are usually not painful. And then finally, there's the metastases breast, lung, renal, all these can go there. Obviously that's where the history comes into play as a non-smoker, you don't see anything on the imaging in the lung, there's nothing in the breast. Renal cell, usually your CAT scan will catch those, but if you're concerned that this could be a metastasis,
0: then getting a, a full dedicated scan of the abdomen is important. Going back to our patient, core needle biopsy was obtained and revealed chondrosarcoma with intermediate grade. What are the indications for operation in this patient?
1: So this patient has a malignancy and it hurts. I think those two are probably good enough to take it to the operating room. The other thing that I would consider here is there's no good systemic therapy options for chondrosarcomas. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but, but in a five to six centimeter tumor like this, you may be strongly considering
0: induction therapy if it was another histology. Which groups of patients are contraindicated for a chest wall resection?
1: So we kind of touched on this a little bit. There are some non-surgical tumors that are sarcomas, the small round blue tumors, right? The plasma cytomas and the Ewing sarcomas. Uh, These are ones that are very chemosensitive and very radiosensitive. And you can get away sometimes without having to resect these patients and leave them with the morbidity of a chest wall resection. Is additional staging necessary for this patient? So for this specific patient, since they have a tumor that is chemo resistant and radioresistant, where surgery is the only methodology, I don't see what value you're gonna get from aggressively staging beyond the CT chest. The vast majority of metastatic chondros will be metastatic to the lungs. So you've already covered that organ. And even if you found an isolated asymptomatic metastasis elsewhere, that's not gonna keep you from taking out this painful growing mass in his chest wall. So in this situation, while at some point you're going to have to stage him more aggressively, at this point in time in his care, it's really not going to change your decision-making.
0: And you spoke to it a little bit, but uh, can you clarify which patients are, are offered neoadjuvant treatment?
1: So the osteosarcomas, the MFHs, these, uh, these other ones, and then obviously the non-surgical ones are ones where you really would want to start with induction therapy once you're breaching that five centimeter mark. Even the surgical ones like the osteos and the MFHs, there's a lot to be gained with induction chemotherapy. If it's delivered aggressively, the response rates are very high and you can take what is gonna be a massive defect and turn it into a much more manageable defect.
0: So our patient is now ready for the operation. What are the key technical steps for chest wall resection? So the two key technical
1: steps are obviously the method of reconstruction, for the defect itself, and that also includes getting good margins. And then finally, how are you gonna cover that reconstruction? What are you gonna be your soft tissue uh, control methods for that? Uh, Obviously, you're gonna have to do all the uh, evaluation preoperatively of their cardiac and pulmonary status. Uh, And depending on the size of the defect, that pulmonary uh, decrease
0: in function can become very massive. Um, So what is considered an adequate margin for these tumors?
1: So textbook is obviously two to three centimeters, but you take into account things like posterior tumors that encroach on the spine. You're not going to take the spine just to get that last centimeter. Uh, Similarly, you're not going to cross the uh, other major structures that can't be reconstructed. Like if it's pushing on the heart, you're you're not going to do a cardiac resection just for two centimeters. The only time on the rib margin you need to be a little bit different is when you're resecting a Ewing sarcoma. I said that they're chemo and radiosensitive, but even after chemo and radiation, a lot of these patients, unfortunately, will still have a residual mass and may need to go to resection. In that situation for a Ewing's, we actually are encouraged by the oncologist to take the entire rib because those tumors tend to spread up and down the marrow of the rib that they originated in. Unlike, say, a chondro or an osteo, even though they're bony tumors, they don't move along the marrow like those small round blue tumors
0: do. For our patient we resected ribs three through six when is chest wall reconstruction indicated
1: so size of the defect is the primary one we usually say if it's larger than the palm of the patient's hand that's an indication for reconstruction and that stems from the pulmonary insufficiency caused by defects larger than the hand smaller than the hand or even if it's just a cosmetic issue, is also an indication sometimes for reconstructing. So if it's an anterior defect, and even if it's small, there's gonna be a lot of cosmetic issues from the movement of the chest and ballooning in and out and all this. So you may wanna add a reconstruction just to give them a little bit of a better cosmetic. Not particularly for this patient, but in other patients, there can be entrapment of the scapula when you're taking out posterior ribs around the fifth. When the patient raises their arm, the scapula moves north. As they bring their arm down, the tip of the scapula can slide into the chest. Now, there's another option there. You can actually just amputate to the tip of the scapula as opposed to reconstructing a small defect. And then finally, it's the sternal resections. When you take the sternum, you're destabilizing both thoraces. And in that situation, even a small defect actually has a big impact. So we would always usually reconstruct sternal
0: defects. What types of materials would you use in this case for chest wall reconstruction and why?
1: So the two big questions are rigid versus non-rigid and biologic versus permanent. In a patient like this, I would probably go for rigid as it's a very large defect and I want to get the best physiologic return of chest wall function. So the rigid materials that are cheap and easy to use are obviously the methyl methacrylate sandwiched between Marlex mesh Um, But some of the newer devices, including plate reconstructions, are available. The one little caveat, though, is not all plate materials are approved to span a gap. So you do need to talk with the rep and find out what the FDA approvals are for these devices. Uh, But those can be good as well. But even if you span the gaps and reconstruct the ribs you're still going to need to put some sort of a sheet material in there to keep the lung from herniating.
0: Uh, How do you manage the associated soft tissue
1: defects? So a patient like this, where you're taking out the right chest low anteriorly, you may encroach on the mammary. I think the perfect thing here is a left tramp. Just rotate the left rectus up, get a plastic surgeon to help you. Another option here, since you're going low on the anterior chest and, and you might be entering into the abdominal cavity and certainly could easily get to the abdominal cavity if you need to, is to just pull the omentum up. I Probably am going to take the anterior musculature here with this mask because it's so thin down at this lower level on the chest wall. So either one of those would be great. If for some reason you can't due to prior surgery or something like that, you can always consider a free rectus to the internal
0: mammary uh, or some other free flap. What are the key elements of postoperative management for these patients?
1: So really there's two, it's pulmonary toilet and pain control and obviously you won't get good pulmonary toilet without good pain control so you're going to need to use something like an epidural or some sort of long-acting blocking agent we used enhanced recovery here so we'll have a cocktail of non-steroidals and try and avoid narcotics pulmonary toilet you know the mechanics of the lung will be marginalized by the size of this defect regardless of your reconstruction method and so you're going to get mucus plugging you may need to bronch in
0: patients One of the most challenging complications of chest wall resection and reconstruction is infection. How do you approach this problem?
1: So when there's a superficial infection, say above your soft tissue reconstruction, your muscle flaps, then then you usually can just open the incision, uh, debride, uh, go to a wound vac and try IV antibiotics followed by oral. We almost always get infectious disease involved from the get-go because sometimes these can turn into very chronic problems. For deeper infections, you're gonna to have to make a decision. Am I gonna take out my reconstruction material or not? It's gonna depend on a lot of situations. If you're using titanium, these are pretty good and resistant. And if you still have good soft tissue coverage, you may be able to get away with simply debriding the wound, putting on a wound vac, and, and moving along with IV antibiotics. With some of the other reconstruction materials like the Marlex mesh, those almost never respond to that sort of a treatment. You're going to probably have to excise it. And if you're going to need to put a reconstruction in for some stability, that's when you turn to the biologics.
0: Thank you for taking the time to talk to us about chest wall My pleasure.